Well, hello there. It's always a joy to share some of God's Word with you. As opposed to hope, I trust that you are doing well, and that more importantly, God has been working in your life throughout this week. What I encourage you to think of through everything you experience is if God is working in your life. God looks to work in our lives, but many times we don't let Him. He uses circumstances to mold us and shape us to transform our hearts and minds. But many miss the boat on that. If you go through life learning nothing, particularly what God wants to teach you, then you're losing out on the most important aspect of your life. Salvation in Christ has a definite purpose, and the main purpose is to change you. If you continue being the same and doing the same thing over and over, then you really need to think about your life. That's just a suggestion. As part of this week's prayer outlook, I want to bring to your attention what happened on U.S. Air Flight 1380 this past Tuesday. Just in case if you haven't heard, this was the plane that had an engine explode during the flight. One person died, a Ms. Jennifer Reardon. Jennifer was a mother of two children and bank vice president at Wells Fargo. She unfortunately was sitting closest to where the engine exploded. As a result of the explosion, the, the window was damaged and she was literally being sucked out of the plane. No matter how much the flight attendants and other passengers tried to save her, she was not able to survive the incident. She was a young and successful businesswoman. This is yet another moment where we need to reflect on life itself. I don't think she woke up that morning thinking that her day or life was going to end this way. There is just no telling where, when, and how we will meet our physical end, but make no mistake, it is very indiscriminate. She was young, she was a mom, she was successful. But despite all of that, she is no longer with us. So we should not just pray, but actively make sure our faith is set on who it needs to be set on. And if our faith is truly set on Jesus, then we should make it a point to share our faith with others. We can't keep this to ourselves. If you decide to keep your faith to yourself, then there's something deeply wrong somewhere inside. Having said that, at minimum, we should pray for boldness in sharing Jesus with others because you just never, never know. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I, I give you thanks and I praise you. I give you thanks for the hope and just the different promises and just all the things that we have in you through Jesus. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we, we pray for, Lord God, for Jennifer's family. Heavenly Father, we, uh, we pray for your mercy upon them and that if they don't know you, they might be able to find you through this experience, Lord God, and that you might give them comfort. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you help us to bear in mind first to make sure that we are really just founded in you, that our faith is truly set on you, Lord God, in your Son Christ. And Heavenly Father, if it is, help us, O Lord, to be able to keep in mind that we need to share this wonderful hope and faith in Christ with other people that surround us, with our family, with our friends, with our co-workers, and even with people that we don't like. Lord God, everybody, absolutely everybody needs Jesus. Help us to keep that in mind. Help us to be bold, Lord God. Help us to be fearless, Lord. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and I pray, O Lord, now that you might guide us to your word, through your Holy Spirit, that you might help us to understand 
what we need to understand. In Jesus' name, amen. Today we're going to be talking about what our faith in Jesus is all about, the resurrection. Our reading is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12 to 19, where it says, Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all of men the most pitiable. I know that from a human intellect aspect, the concept of God and Jesus being God and Jesus being raised from the dead and there being an afterlife may not make much sense. It's hard to grasp things that we cannot see with our human eyes and understand with our human minds. Faith just does not work intellectually or from a scientific point of view. At minimum, our human science reaches its limit rather quickly when involving God and the specifics that revolve around God. Nonetheless, just because our human knowledge reaches a limit does not mean that the things of God need to be dismissed, like many people choose to do. As people, we need to understand that God does not fit in our tiny and insignificant little box. It's tiny and insignificant because, let's be honest, we are tiny and insignificant. And if you have a hard time believing that, then compare yourself to everything that surrounds you. And if you have a difficult time accepting our limited abilities, then you may need some help with that. The truth is, is that we are extremely limited. Our human knowledge is extremely limited. Our abilities are extremely limited. We're just, you guessed it, extremely limited. That's it. So let's start there. And as such, many things are a mystery to us. Now, just because something is a mystery does not make it false or impossible or that there isn't an explanation. A mystery is really just something that eludes you or that it transcends your abilities to understand it. In other words, you just don't get it. But that does not negate the fact that something exists, that something works, and that ultimately something is true. As Christians, the mystery, from a human intellect aspect, of God being who He is, and Jesus being who He is, and that the resurrection is possible, is all based on faith. And faith is the only thing that can make the connection between us and the unexplainable. Faith is all we have, but faith is a choice. Faith does not mean that you understand the mechanics involved with the mystery. Faith means you accept whatever you have decided to believe actually works, whether you understand the mechanics or not. Now, as Christians, faith in the resurrection is really everything. Because in order to believe in the resurrection, then you need to believe that there is such a thing. That in fact Christ died and was raised from the dead. And that because of those things, then you have the hope that there is eternal life. Easier said than done? Absolutely. And here's what separates some people. Those that choose to truly believe in Jesus and those that can't make the jump or the connection. But again, it's all about choice. 
And here's where I hope things start making sense and coming into focus. If you believe in the resurrection and the fact that Jesus is a resurrection and life, then you will be raised from the dead and live eternally. That is based on the text we read today. But if you can't truly take that step of faith and believe in the resurrection, then you should not waste your time pretending to be a Christian, because sooner or later, it will all be for nothing. You see, it's not about being a good person, because it is not based on works alone. It's not about living a good life, because chances are, faith in Christ can bring heartache and difficulty and even tribulation. As a matter of fact, faith in Christ will lead to many people not accepting you, at least at first. Faith in Christ may cause hardship because it goes against everything this world stands for. Faith in Christ goes against your own personal fleshly impulses. Faith should force you to take your sights off of this world and look towards the infinite future, which goes completely against which where we are we're bombarded every day. So, if you do decide to put your faith in Christ, you will always be in a battle against many people around you, against the world and society you live in, against Satan himself, and against your very being. It is and will be a constant struggle. That's the truth. However, bring it all into perspective, into the bigger picture. What can other people do for you? They're pretty limited, right? Just like you. What can this world really give you, especially if it will go away someday? Nothing really lasting. What can Satan give you? Eternal damnation, right? Because he has nothing else to offer. And what can you really do for yourself? If you believe the lie that you can only make yourself happy, right? Now, of course, you can make yourself happy with certain things. But where do you even begin dealing with death and eternity through your own strength and abilities? Can you save yourself? If you really believe that, then you need some help understanding reality. So, what faith in Christ offers may not be so far-fetched after all, especially considering all the other options. If you do choose to put your faith in Christ and in the resurrection power He alone has, then you are opening an eternal path that no one else can offer you. And you will always have eternity to look forward to, the eternal life that only God can give through Jesus. The Bible tells us this in the book of Revelation, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Right, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Now, doesn't that sound much better than anything or anyone else can ever offer you? 
If you truly choose to stand on the truth of Jesus and on the resurrection He offers, you might go through difficulty and hardship here. But any and all things here don't compare to what He can give you forever. If you truly understand it, even with your human intellect, Jesus offers you a much better deal. And if you understand that, then use faith to make that connection with Him to start living out His purposes here and into eternity. So I want to leave with you a couple of questions. First one is, do you really and truly believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? And if you do, are you then living out that faith in Him by doing what He tells you to do, whether you understand it or not? Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I give you thanks, O Lord, because we have an eternal hope. Lord God, that when we truly believe in you, then we understand that we we have something that will never be taken away from us. We have something that does not compare to anything that is here and now, Lord God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because not only you made us, you created us, but you, you saved us through your Son, Jesus Christ. And you give us the hope of eternal life. You have rescued us, Lord God, from, from, from hell and from everything that comes with it, Lord God. And you've granted us the opportunity to have eternal life. Heavenly Father, you are truly good, Lord God. And you are truly merciful. Thank you, Lord God, for the salvation that we have in Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray now, Lord, that you may help us to really understand what you've done for us. And Heavenly Father, that if we truly understand what you've done for us and that and that we have you in our hearts, help us to understand that other people need to come to that truth. That other people need to have this wonderful salvation that you offer. That they need to have that hope and that assurance and that faith, Lord God, that absolutely everything will be okay with you. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and I praise you and I pray that you just help us to be aware and help us to be sensitive, Lord God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, as always, uh, if you want to contact us for prayer, if you have questions, please email us. I think you know the address by now. So until next time, may God bless you.